Shalom Alechem. Peace be upon you and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, we are looking at our Torah portion for this week. And this week's portion is entitled Bow. And uh, it's the 15th reading from the Torah named Bow, which means come. The title comes from the first word of the first verse of the reading, which say, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come, bow, to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart. The portion begins by concluding the narrative of the ten plagues, the tenth of which is the slaying of the firstborn. To avoid the plagues, the Israelites are given the instructions for the Passover sacrifice and the laws of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And Pharaoh finally consents to let Israel go as they leave Egypt. And so this is chapters 10 through 13, verse 11. Uh, so fairly long, um, but also very, very interesting. Uh, we get to see the remaining three plagues and the instructions for the Passover and for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So that is what is on the agenda for this morning. And since we've got a lot to cover, I'm not going to spend any time on any nonsense. Let's just begin, starting with chapter 10. We'll be reading from the King James Bible this morning. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these signs before him. And thou tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know that I am the Lord. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locust into thy coast. And they shall cover the face of the earth, that one cannot be able to see the earth, and they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. And they shall fill thy house, and thy houses of thy servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither thy, thy fathers nor thy father's fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned himself, and he went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servants said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? And Moses said, We will go with our young, and with our old, and with our sons, and with our daughters, with our flocks, with our herds, we will go. For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go, and your little ones look to it, for evil is before you. Not so, go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord, for you did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the land of Egypt for the locust, that they may come up from the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, even all the hail hath left. And Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt. And the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locust. And the locust went up over all the land of Egypt and rested in the coast of Egypt. Very grievous were they before them. There were no such locusts as they, neither after them shall be such. For they covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened. And they did eat every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. And there remained not any green thing in the trees or in the herbs of the field through all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste, and he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now therefore forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once, and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death only. And he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord, and the Lord turned a mighty strong west wind, which took away the locusts and cast them into the Red Sea, and there remained not one locust in all the coast of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, so that he would not let the children of Israel go. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand towards heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. All right, we got to stop and talk about this darkness for just a second. Okay, so this darkness, it seems to, I mean, obviously there's a literal uh, darkness event here, but there's also the metaphorical um, end of it. First of all, let's just look at it again. It says, And the Lord, Yehovah, said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand towards heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. So this is a... I mean, this is a dark darkness that you feel it. You can feel it. And Moses stretched out forth his hand towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They saw not one another, neither rose from any his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So, we have the literal darkness. It's so dark, it's so thick, and it can be felt. It's, I can't imagine what it was like, you know, and this went on for three days. But the Israelites, they had light, it says. And I think this is just a great metaphor for the fact that God's people, which that means you and me, those who trust in Messiah, are the light to the world. And we look at, you know, I was watching television last night. Uh, just relaxing, and the commercials were just really vexing my soul. I gotta be honest, I couldn't. Some of the commercials I saw, I couldn't believe. And I was thinking about just the children that what that might be watching TV at seven o'clock at night. You know, still pretty early. And these these commercials that are just filled with evil. 
And uh, it was really vexing me, really bothering me last night. But then, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, you know, the world is getting dark and dark and dark. But the darker the world gets, the brighter the light of Christ should be shining through those who are truly His, through the remnant, those who are actually filled with the Holy Spirit, who walk in peace and love and uh, demonstrate the love of Christ to the world. And so in that aspect, we are a light in the darkness. Now let's go back to the literal darkness here we're talking about. They, so they, that raises, the, you know, a lot of people think that the plagues of Egypt are kind of like a foreshadow also of the end of days. And in many ways it is. I've seen people claim to have had dreams and visions, whether or not they're true or not. Only God knows. Uh, about a three days of darkness um, future event. But, again, that's just people having dreams. So does the scriptures have anything to say about that possibility. Um, we can look at one verse this morning that we have time for, uh, but it may be that this deserves a deeper study. But if we go to Revelation chapter 16, we get to verse 10, we see the fifth vial. Here's what it says. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because their pain and their sores and repented not of their deeds. And so I just, I thought that was interesting and his kingdom was full of darkness. So he pours out the vial. The result is his kingdom is full of darkness and people are gnawing their tongues because of the pain. Now whether or not that is similar to what took place here in Exodus, I do not know. But I thought it interesting and maybe worth bringing up and uh, maybe worth thinking about and looking further into at some point. We should also note that during, and I don't have this scripture pulled up, but when Christ was being crucified, there was a great darkness that came over the land. Um, people speculate what that is. I don't know, but there may be coming a day when we will see darkness again like this that's being described in Egypt. But we should remember that God's people still had light. Still had light. Let's continue on, shall we? Verse 24. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stay. Let your little ones also go with you. So, real quick, uh, just in case you missed it, Pharaoh, even the first time in our reading this morning, said you could go, but... The, he wanted them to, only the men to go. And that's not what the Lord is commanding. He's saying everything goes. All the people, all the children, all the women, all the flocks, everything that belongs to them goes. And here we have again, he's saying, okay, you can all go this time except your flocks have to stay behind. So it says your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. Verse 25, And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not be a hoof left behind. For therefore we must take and serve the Lord our God, and we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. 
And Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see my face no more. For in the day that thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. Chapter 11 And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go hence. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out hence altogether. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow his neighbor and every woman of their neighbor jewels and silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt and in the sight of Pharaoh's servant and in the sights of the people. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborns of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there is none like it, nor shall be like it any more. But again, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue. Against a man or a beast, that ye may know how the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Real quick, he's saying that as the people are leaving, uh, they're gonna first of all they're gonna have favor in the eyes of the Egyptians, and they're gonna plunder the Egyptians. They're gonna take their take their gold, and they're gonna take gold and jewels and things. They're gonna walk out of Egypt not only with their own stuff, but a lot of Egypt's stuff, and nobody's even gonna raise a voice against them. Not even a dog, not a single. Yappy, I mean, think about this and how significant that would, in fact, be. I mean, have you ever walked by a house or a, a yard or a, been camping and walked by a campsite where somebody has a dog? The dog will not stop yapping, right? It says not even a dog is going to open. Not even a dog shall move its tongue. And all this is to be done so that, the, so that they will know that God has... That has... Uh, put forth a difference he has separated Israel from the Egyptians and all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me saying get thee out and all the people that follow thee and after that I will go out and he went out from Pharaoh in great anger and the Lord said unto Moses Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt and Moses and Aaron did these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go out of the land. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of their souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And you shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire, 
and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast it with fire, his head with his legs, and with the puritans thereof, and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus ye shall eat it with your loins guarded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. All right, let's stop for a second. We're not going to do a whole study on Passover. We, we do that when Passover rolls around, and I plan on talking about Passover this year, as I typically do. Passover being one of my favorite feasts. Um, not only that, it's a foreshadow of what of the Passover that took place, which is why we are saved or we are, we are able to have a relationship with God is because we were, we are being passed over because of the blood of the spotless lamb. That is the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. But something I want to, but I do want to point out about Passover is he commands him how to eat it. He says, and thus you shall eat it like this with your loins gorded your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. Now why? Why do, they, why do they need to eat it quickly and have their shoes on and their staff in hands? You see, it's a picture of being prepared. It's a picture of being ready to go at any moment. Hmm. This, this is deep, my friends. Open up your hearts about this because this is supposed to be our posture. You see, you see they, they needed to be ready to go because they didn't know when they were going to be called out of Egypt. They just knew that it was going to happen and they needed to be ready to go. When the calling came, there could be no delay. There could be no goofing around. There could be no, hey, let's get dressed. All right, get your shoes. Do you have your shoes on? It was, the call comes. It's time to go now. And so he's telling them, this is how you're going to eat the Passover. This is how you're going to eat the Passover. You need to be ready to go. Likewise, I know everybody has their end time charts, right? Oh, this event, this is the order of events. This is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to happen. Let me just tell you. And uh, I really talk about this a lot in the devotional book that I have coming out, hopefully in about two months. Spend a lot of time on this idea. Be ready. Be ready. It's going to come at a time when you think not. And this Passover verse right here, verse 11, is a picture of that, if I've ever seen one, about the need to be prepared because when it's time to go, it's time to go. So let that sink into your minds and into your hearts. Let's continue on. Verse 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am Yehovah. I am the Lord. And a blood shall be for you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when, you, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be upon unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from the land of Israel. 
shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there shall be a holy convocation, and the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for it is a selfsame day that I have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at even, you shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your house, for whosoever eateth that which is leaven, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. You shall eat nothing leavened, and all your inhabit all your habitations shall eat shall ye eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel on the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house and smite you. And you shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you according as he hath promised that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, what mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the house of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. And the children of Israel went away and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So did they. So what you have here is a crazy event, right? And we're getting ready to read about the aftermath of that. We had this great three days of darkness, and now this, as the scriptures call it, destroyer says that the Lord's going to pass over the land of Egypt, and the destroyer is going to be looking for this blood covering. Those who are covered with the blood of the lamb will be preserved, will not suffer the fate of what's getting ready to happen, but those who are not covered by the blood of the lamb firstborn will be killed you know these some of these great plagues are historic are incredible it's almost like you're it's almost like what we're reading now is like a fantasy novel you know and it's because and i'll just bring this up because i'm a huge reader of books you know most fantasy novels you think of like lord of the rings or you think of uh uh, you think of things like The Chronicles of Narnia by C.L. Lewis. You think of these kind of things. They're created by people, by Christians in most cases. And why is that? It's because people with that background can refer back to some very interesting things in the scriptures that don't, that seem so impossible to our modern generation, right? 
Um, a lot of that's, a lot of those ideas come from things that are found in like the Book of Enoch or the Book of Jasher, the Dead Sea Scrolls, or the Old Testament, specifically the Torah, like this that we're reading right here. The prophet Habakkuk even says, Lord, I've heard of these things that you've done. Please do these great wonders in our day, right? It is possible, being that we are likely the last generation, maybe not, but there's a good chance that we are, that we will see these great works of God in our day, the impossible, the things that go against the grain, the things that show that he is the Lord. And then the preser preservation of his people through these incredible things, like he's doing with the Israelites right now, will be the indication, the separation. It'll show the world the difference between those who have trusted and obeyed and those who have not. Just some thoughts. I'll continue on here. Verse 29. And it came to pass at midnight... The Lord smote all the firstborn of the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all of his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, and there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and he said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, and they kneaded and kneading troughs, being bound in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. They borrowed of the Egyptians jewels and silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramsey to Sukkot, about 600,000 on foot that were men besides children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, and even very much cattle. I think that one phrase right there, a mixed multitude went up with them, is interesting. Is it possible that there were some Egyptians that left with the Israelites and said, we're going with you, we're going where your God is? Possibly. And they baked unleavened cakes and dough, which they brought forth out of Egypt. For it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt, and they could not tarry. Neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Now the sojourners, see what I was talking about, when it was time to leave, it came suddenly. There was no time to do anything. This is why they were commanded to already be ready to leave. Because once this went down, immediately Pharaoh and all the Egyptians begged them to leave, forced them out of the land. Verse 40, Now sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of 430 years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is night. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is the night of the Lord to be observed of all children of Israel in their generations. And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinances of the Passover. There shall be no stranger eat thereof. But every man's servant that is bought for money, that thou hast circumcised him, then he shall eat thereof. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat thereof. 
If one house shall be, it shall be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. And when the stranger shall sojourn with thee and keep thee, keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. Something else that's uh, we, that was a foreshadow that we might miss is this commandment not to break any of the bones of the lamb. Likewise, it was prophesied about Messiah that there would be no bones broken, and there was no bones broken. 40, verse 49, One law shall be to him that is home-born, and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. Thus did all the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass the self-same day that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the wound among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which ye came out from Egypt, out from the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There should be no leavened bread to be eaten. This day came ye out of the month, Abib, and it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall ye be a feast unto the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall be no leavened bread to be seen with thee. Neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. And thou shalt show thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of which that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And it shall be for a sign unto the upon unto thee upon thy hand, and for a memorial between thy eyes, that the Lord's law may be in the mouth, in thy mouth, for with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in the season from year to year, and it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, and swear unto thee to thy fathers, and shall give it thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that open the matrix, and every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the male shall be the Lord's. And every firstling of the ass that shall redeem with a lamb, and if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among the children shall thou redeemed. And it shall be when thy son asketh thee, and the time comes, saying, What is this? That thou shalt say unto him, By strength of the hand of the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beasts. Therefore I sacrifice unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeemed. And it shall be for a token upon thy hand, and for the front lets between thine eyes, for by strength of the hand of the Lord brought us forth from Egypt. And that, my friends, is 
bow, the Torah portion for this week. I pray in the powerful name of Yeshua, in the powerful name of Jesus, that you've been blessed, that hearts have been pierced, that minds and hearts have been opened. And uh, I thank you for taking the time to listen and to join this study with me. If you like what's going on here, feel free to support it. Scriptureandprophecy.com. There's a support tab right there at the top. And your support is much needed and much appreciated. That's all I have for you today. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.